tonight we are uh, beginning a new teaching series called Hook Up, Break Up, Heartbreak. And I've kind of been wondering, like, if some of your parents have seen the title of this series and they're wondering, like, what in the world is this dude about to, to talk about with all this hookup language? Um, but I've, I've served here as a student pastor for five years now. And during that time, we've done um, a couple different messages on dating. We've, we've touched on it. We've done like a Q&A panel uh, before. Hey, ninth grade boys right here. I'm gonna need you guys to, to focus tonight. We've done like a Q&A panel on it, but we've never really done like a deep dive into the topic of dating. So for the next four weeks, that is exactly what we're, we're gonna do. And I think there, there's some of you in this room you're excited about this. Dating is like something that's very relevant in your life right now, and you're trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to navigate that, and you're excited for this series. Um, I think there's some of you, maybe a lot of you, who are kind of dreading this series, and you're wondering what in the world I'm going to say, and you're already preparing yourself to disagree uh, with what I'm going to say. Uh, and then I think there's some of you, and you just, like, you don't care at all. You're like, you know, why are we, why are we talking about dating? There's a, a wide range of kind of opinions going into this series. But uh, during this series, there's really three groups of people that I want to talk to over, over the next four weeks. Three groups of people. The first group is those of you who haven't dated. Those of you who, who haven't dated yet. I know for some of you in here, dating isn't even on your, your radar, not even what you're, you're thinking about. You're much more concerned with playing video games, going to your, to your dance class, uh, hanging out with your friends. Like you're not planning on dating anyone anytime soon and you're wondering like, we're really gonna talk about this for four weeks? Like this is not what I wanna talk about, I don't care. And your small group leaders, especially middle school boys, small group leaders, they're wondering the same thing. Like, we're really going to have to talk about this in small groups for the next four weeks. And listen, I, I get it if that's kind of how, how you're feeling. But, but here's what I want you to do for these next few weeks. I really want to encourage you to, to really lock in and to pay attention to what we're going to talk about. Because if you can learn how to make good decisions about dating before you actually start dating, it will save you from a lot of unnecessary pain and frustration in the future. If you can learn some wise principles to apply before you're at that stage of life where you're ready to date. And here's the reality. Dating is coming sooner than, than you think. It's gonna be here sooner than, than you realize. Whether you like it or not, dating is in all of your near future. Some of you very soon, some of you still a couple years away, but everybody in here. The second group that we're gonna be talking to during this series is those of you who are currently dating. Those of you who are currently dating. And I know we've got a few student ministry couples in here. I know some of you are in relationships and you might even be sitting next to that person tonight. So you're even more nervous. You're starting to sweat a little bit, wondering how, how all this is, is gonna go. Let me, let me say a couple things to you if you're, you're currently dating. The goal of this series is to not tell you that you have a good relationship or that you have a bad relationship. The, the goal of this series is to not shame you and make you feel bad about dating or having a boyfriend or having a girlfriend. That is not the goal at all. I'm not the anti-dating guy. I'm not against it. I'm not, you know, you say, hey, you should never date. So I want you, if, if you're, you're dating somebody, to kind of 
breathe a, a sigh of relief, like you're not just gonna get beat down for the next few weeks. But I do hope that if you are dating somebody, hey girls there in the back, if you are dating somebody, that you will really take an honest look at, at your relationship. That you'll really evaluate your relationship in light of the principles that, that we talk about. And hopefully, you will apply some of the principles that we talk about to your relationship as well. And that will lead to hopefully a, a healthier dating relationship than, than what you have right now. Or maybe it'll lead you to, to make some decisions and some changes when it comes to your relationship. So we have those who haven't dated, those who are currently dating, and those who have dated before. Those of you who dated before, I know there's some of you, you've dated in the past, but right now you're not in a dating relationship. Um, and maybe for you, dating was, was a positive experience. Um, even though the relationship didn't work out, you look back on it as a positive experience in your life, a time where you learned a lot and, and you grew. But maybe you look back on your, your dating relationships, your dating experience, and it's kind of a, a negative experience. Uh, you look back on it and there's some things you wish you had done differently. Maybe there's some, some hurt there. Maybe there's some, some regret. But whether your, your dating experiences have been good and positive or maybe they've, they've been negative, my hope and my goal for you is that the next time around will be better than the last time. That the next time you get into a dating relationship that it will be healthier, stronger, and better than the past. So really, everybody in this room falls into one of those three categories. This series, I really think, has, has relevance for everybody, whether you have dated or not. Now, before we jump into the message, before we get into the series, there's a few things I want to just kind of get out there that I think are important for me to touch on, just to provide a little bit of clarification so there's not any frustration on your end or on your parents' end. The, the first one is this, is that you need to honor your parents. You need to, to honor your parents. I don't want any emails or any phone calls tomorrow from your parents because you went home and said, I know I'm not allowed to do this, but Matthew said I'm allowed to do this. We're not, we're not doing any of that. And I know for some of you in here, your parents have very strong opinions about dating. Some of you, it's very different. Your parents are just kind of letting you figure that out. But some of you, your parents have very strong opinions about dating. They have rules and expectations about when you can date and what dating is gonna look like. And I just wanna emphasize how important it is for you to honor and to obey your parents when it comes to, to their rules around this topic. In fact, the Bible talks about this, this very thing. Um, in Ephesians chapter six, verse one through three, the apostle Paul says this. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. So for those of you, your parents have rules and expectations. What they think about dating, the rules they have for you, they trump the advice that I give tonight. You need to honor and to respect their rules for dating and, 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 and your, in your house. And if your parents don't have any rules, then hopefully this series will kind of give you some guidelines to follow. Here's the second thing I want you all to know. This series isn't directed at anyone. I'm not targeting any individual in here. I'm not targeting any, any specific couple in here. 
So as we're talking over the next few weeks and I'm throwing out examples or getting specific about things, I don't need you pointing at people. I don't need you looking at them. I don't need you whispering uh, people's names to, to your neighbor. Like, I'm not taking shots at anyone during this series. This is a series that's for everyone. Third thing that's important to know, the Bible doesn't speak specifically to the topic of dating. The Bible doesn't talk specifically about dating. The Bible was not written in the 21st century. The Bible was not written in a time where people actually dated. You see, back in biblical times, most romantic relationships were arranged marriages. Like, you had no say in it. If that family had a big enough cow, you were gonna get traded for the cow. You had no say in who you dated. So thankfully, we live in a very different world today where you get some, some choice in it. So when the Bible was written, it did not speak specifically to the topic of dating because dating wasn't really a, a social concept at the time. But even though the Bible doesn't say anything specifically about dating, there are so many principles and examples from Scripture that I think ought to inform what we do when it comes to dating. And then finally, last thing I wanna say before we, we jump into the message is that much of what we cover in this series is, is, is my opinion. You see, because the Bible doesn't tell us a whole lot about dating, uh, a lot of the stuff that we're gonna cover in this series, it's my opinion and it's Morgan's opinion. And listen, we don't pretend to be dating experts. We don't pretend to have all the answers. We don't pretend to have it all figured out. But in our roles, serving in student ministry, and I've been doing this for, for a little while now, we have got to witness countless relationships. And we've seen relationships that have been very healthy and positive, and we've seen relationships that have been absolute train wrecks and disasters. So here, here's my, my kind of permission to, to you all during this series. For the parts of this series that don't come specifically from scripture, you have my complete permission to ignore and to reject what, what I say if you don't like it. If there's something that I say and you're like, no, that's not from scripture, I don't really like your, your opinion on that, you have my permission to ignore it, to reject it, it won't hurt my feelings. But, but can I at least suggest or recommend that you would at least consider what Morgan and I share? Would you consider it coming from, from people who have been where you are, who have done the dating thing, who are on the other side of it? I know I might seem old, really not that long ago. And will you consider what we, we share from, from the perspective of people who have had a front row seat to dozens and dozens of relationships? Middle school relationships, high school relationships, college relationships, premarital counseling, I've seen it all. So I'm not an expert, but I do think I have a little bit to say when it comes to that. So that's my, my permission to you. If you don't like what I have to say, feel free to reject it, ignore it, but I would ask that you would at least consider it. So that's kind of the, the, the setup for tonight, the setup for the series, and we'll jump into to tonight's message. Now, the name for this, this series of, of hookup, breakup, heartbreak, it really came from the dating cycle that we see in our, in our culture today. And, and here's how most relationships go. You get a message from somebody on, on Instagram or, or on Snapchat, 
or you, you have a class with somebody at school or you hang out with somebody at, at homecoming and you and that person, you kind of start to like each other. And you find them attractive, you think they're funny, you have some common interests. You're not ready to start dating yet, but you start talking. You start hanging out, you start spending some time together. Maybe you text a little bit, maybe you hang out on the weekend, but you guys kind of have some interest in, in each other. And after a few weeks of doing this, of talking, of, of hanging out, you decide you want to make it official. You decide that you want to start dating. You want them to be your boyfriend. You want them to be your girlfriend. So what do you do? You, you post the picture on Instagram for everybody to see. Uh, you add them to your Instagram bio with the date and some hearts. You want everybody to see that when they come to, to your page. You start going to their games. You go to their volleyball game. You go to their baseball game. You go, go to their football game. You start to tell them that you, you love them, that they're the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. And, and maybe you start hooking up a little bit. You start holding hands. You start making out. Who knows how far it goes after that. And, and you're feeling like, hey, this is the greatest thing ever. I've never been in love like this before. I, I can't imagine my life without this person. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. But then a, a couple months go by or a few months go by and things start to, to go south a bit. One of you just starts to, to lose interest a little bit. Uh, one of you maybe starts to get bored with the relationship or, or maybe one of you meets somebody that you like better. Or maybe you, you just realize, hey, I'm too busy for this between school and, and sports and work and family. Christelle, I, I really don't have, have time for this right now. You're just kind of too busy for that. So one of you decides, I'm going to end, oh, that wasn't you. That was your friend next to you. I'm sorry. But this whole group right here, just bring it down a little bit. Sorry, Christelle. My apologies. Christelle was not talking. Sorry, Christelle. But one of you decides you're gonna end the, the relationship. You're, you're, you're kinda done. So you move from the hookup stage to the breakup stage. And one, if not both of you, are just devastated. Like you never saw it coming, you thought you were gonna be with them for the rest of your life, and here you are now, you've broken up, you've lost the love of your life. So what do you do? You go on Instagram and you delete all the pictures that they were in. And there's a six-month gap in the history of your life. Like, hey, what happened from January of 2019 to August of 2019? I don't know. We just pretend like that doesn't happen. You go and you start bad-mouthing them to, to your friends, how terrible they are. You, you know, nobody should ever date them. You spend a few weekends in your bed binge-watching Netflix, eating ice cream. You're, you're just miserable. And you make this promise, I'm never dating again. Like, I'm not dating till I'm out of high school. I don't need this anymore. It's not worth it. I'm not going through this again. You kind of get through the stage of heartbreak, and then someone slides into your DMs. I think that's how you guys say it. And the cycle, it starts all over again. And here's what happens. Here's what happens. After years of doing this, after years of continuing this cycle over and over and over, going into relationships, ending relationships, what you're left with is a lot of relationship baggage. You've maybe damaged some friendships along the way. There's somebody you were close friends with. 
you started dating and when you broke up, it kind of ruined the friendship or maybe it kind of fractured your, your friend group. Maybe there's some choices you made along the way that you've got a lot of regret about. Maybe there's a, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a, a lot of betrayal. You just have all of this relationship baggage. You see, I think this is a, a picture of dating in our culture, a picture of, of, of dating in our world. But my hope, my goal for you as a middle school student, as a high school student, for our college leaders, for our young adults who are still kind of in this this phase of life, my hope and my goal for you is that dating would be a positive experience in your life. That dating would be a blessing in your life, not a burden in your life, even if the relationship doesn't work out, that you'll be able to look back on your relationships, look back on your time dating, and see it as a good thing in life. So what I wanna do tonight is I want to recommend, I'm not telling you what to do, I want to recommend a better way forward, a better way than this cycle of hookup, breakup, heartbreak. So how do we break this cycle? How do we move forward towards healthier dating relationships? I wanna give you three suggestions tonight, very simple. The first one is this, is to date for the right reason. To date for the right reason. Is there a right reason to date and a wrong reason to date? Is there a right reason and and, and a wrong reason? I, I think that the answer to that question depends on whether or not you think dating has has a purpose. Because if there is a purpose to dating, then naturally there's a right reason to date and there's a wrong reason reason, reason to date. So what's the purpose of dating? Why do people date? You know, for many people, they date because it's fun because it's like a, a hobby for them. They're, they're bored, they're just looking for, for something to do. Some people, they date because they don't wanna feel lonely. They want somebody to hang out with on the weekends, they want somebody around the holidays, they want somebody for, for Valentine's Day, they don't wanna be alone. Some people, they date because everybody else is doing it. They're tired of being the third wheel or the fifth wheel, everyone in their group is pairing off with other people, so they figure, you know what, I need to get into a dating relationship as well. But many people, what they do is they date casually rather than with intentionality. They date casually rather than with intentionality. And and here's the issue that I see with casual dating. See, casual dating, it's very me-focused. It's all about how can this other person benefit me? What can this person do for me? How can they meet my needs? Does this person make me happy? Does this person make me feel loved? Do they make me feel valued? And as soon as that person is no longer meeting our needs, or as soon as that person is no longer making us feel a certain way, well then we end the relationship and we go looking for another one because they're no longer benefiting us anymore. But you see, this kind of casual dating where you're just in and out of relationships, it's really just for for fun or because you're bored or because you're lonely, it almost always leaves one or both of the people in the relationship worse off. Because when that relationship ends, and when you're dating casually and almost always will end, it leaves you full of hurt and regret. Especially if that relationship has moved very quickly emotionally or very quickly physically. 
where you've told them that you love them, where you've confided all your secrets in them, where you've crossed certain physical boundaries. You've kind of invested your whole life in this person. When that relationship ends, it often devastates one or both of the people who are involved. Can I, can I suggest to you what, what the purpose of dating actually is? The purpose of dating is to find the person that you're gonna marry. The purpose of dating is to find the person that you're going to marry. It doesn't mean that you need to marry somebody just because you date them, but it does mean that you are dating them with the purpose of trying to figure out if they're someone you would want to marry. You aren't dating casually, you are dating with intentionality, which means that before you just jump into a relationship, before you just date anyone because you're lonely or bored or just looking for something to do, you're actually evaluating this person through the lens of, could I actually see a future with them? Is this somebody I would actually consider marrying? Before I begin this relationship, is this someone I could actually see myself marrying? Now, I know some of you in here, you're thinking, like, that, that's not even close to being on my radar, Matthew. I'm 14, I'm 16, I'm 18. I'm not even thinking about that. Like, why in the world would I even be, be processing that? Well, that leads us to, to the second point. We don't wanna just date for the right reason. We want to date at the right time. We wanna date at the right time. You see, the reason that you date will inform when you choose to date. If you're just dating casually for fun, or because you're bored, or because you're lonely, or because everybody else is doing it, well then dating doesn't really have a timeline. That kind of dating you can do whenever you want. There's really no timeline, there's really no right time. But if you're dating for the right reason, if you're dating with, with marriage in mind, then there is a right time to date, and there's a wrong time to date. And the right time to date is when you're ready to actually start thinking about marriage. This doesn't mean you need to be ready to get married, that you need a full-time job, moving out on your own, paying all the bills. It does not mean that at all. But it does mean that you are beginning to evaluate this person with the possibility of them potentially being your spouse one day. So if you're not ready to think about that, like if that's not on your mind right now, and for many of you it's probably not, and that's perfectly fine, then I would say this is just my opinion. That's probably not the right time for you to date. Listen, students, don't be in such a rush to start dating. Like, dating isn't a race. There are no bonus points in life for getting there first. Speed and dating are, are, are not two things that, that go hand in hand. It's not about getting there first. It's not a race. And it is perfectly okay. In fact, I would recommend enjoying your middle school years, enjoying your high school years without the extra stress and responsibility of, of, a, of a relationship. Like, listen, go hang out with your friends. Go on dates. Talk to lots of different people, but don't feel like you need to make some big commitment to somebody. 
Don't feel like you need to be in an exclusive relationship just because everybody else is. Don't rush into something that you're not ready for just because all of your friends are. Dating isn't a race. Getting there first doesn't get you any points in life. Don't jump into something that you're not ready for yet. So we want to date for the right reason. We want to date at the right time. And finally, this is the most important one. You want to date the right person. You want to date the, the right kind of person. You know, there's, there's a few different things that, that people tend to pay attention to when they're, when they're looking for somebody to, to date. They pay attention to, to their looks, they pay attention to their personality. They pay attention to their interests. They're trying to figure out, like, am I, am I attracted to this person? Do I get along with this person? Do we have things that we, we kind of share in common? Do we like some of the same stuff? And, and all three of these things are super important. Like, you want to be able to check the box on, on all of those things. But the most important factor for you to consider is to make sure that you are on the same page when it comes to your faith and your values. You wanna be aligned, you wanna be on the same page when it comes to your faith and your values. And out of all the things that we've talked about tonight, out of all the things we've talked about tonight, this one isn't just my opinion. This is one that the Bible speaks to very specifically and very directly. So if you disagree with me on this one, you're not just disagreeing with me, you're disagreeing with God's word. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter six. He says, do not be yoked together, meaning don't be connected with unbelievers. He's talking about in a, in a romantic relationship. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? The Bible tells us to not be yoked, to not be in a, in a dating relationship or in a marriage relationship with someone who doesn't believe what you believe about Jesus, with someone who isn't actively and passionately following and pursuing Jesus. You see, the right person for you to date is someone who has the same values and beliefs as you do. It's someone who believes the same things about Jesus and believes the same things about what is right and what is wrong. So if you're going to date for the right reason, if you're gonna date with, with marriage in mind, with, with that intentionality, then I would say that it is foolish for you to date somebody with different values and different beliefs. Because if you're dating them with the possibility of potentially marrying them one day, why would you want to date someone that you don't line up with when it comes to your faith and your beliefs? You see, when people date somebody who, who doesn't believe what they believe when it, when it comes to, to faith in Jesus, one of three different things will, will happen. Guarantee, it's one of these three things. If, if you date somebody who doesn't believe what you believe about Jesus. One of three things will happen. The first one is this. This is the good one. You start dating them, they don't know Jesus, and as a result of you dating, they come to know Jesus. And that's, that's awesome. But here's the thing. That is very, very rare, and it almost always involves the Christian compromising their values before that person comes to know Jesus. 
I've seen people come to know Jesus through those relationships, but it always involved the Christian making compromises leading up to them becoming a Christian. The second thing that that you see happen is that the, the believer in the relationship, they continue to take their faith seriously. They don't make compromises. They continue to pursue Jesus. And what happens is, if that person's not a Christian and you're taking your faith seriously, it will cause conflict. It will cause issues. It's impossible for it not to. Like if your faith is who you are at your core, if it is the most important thing in your life, then how could that not cause a problem? How could that not impact your relationship with someone if they don't believe what you believe about the most important thing in your life? But here's the third option. Here's the most common. If you date someone who doesn't believe what you believe about Jesus and isn't following Jesus, more than likely, you will stop taking your faith seriously. And this is what I have seen time and time again. You go into the relationship with really good intentions. You're gonna invite them to church. You're gonna win them over to the Lord. You're not gonna compromise. You're gonna hold on to your values. You're gonna hold firm to your, your convictions. But as that begins to cause conflict, rather than honoring your relationship with Jesus, you become more concerned about your relationship with the person that you're dating and you make compromises in your faith in order to maintain the relationship. More often than not, that is what you see when you see somebody date somebody who doesn't follow Jesus. Listen, students, you cannot, you cannot afford to compromise in in this area. Look, the, the bar for what you're looking for, who you're looking for, the bar is not they go to church. I can't tell you how many times I have conversations with students who are like, hey, I started dating somebody. I'm like, hey, tell me, tell me about them. Well, they go to church. And hey, that, that's great. That's not the bar. You know what also isn't the bar? They're a Christian. You know how many millions of people say they're a Christian? Simply them saying, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my family's Christian, I, I believe those things. That's not the bar. Them telling you, hey, I'm supportive of your beliefs. I'm supportive of of, of your values. That's not the bar. The bar, the standard that you should be looking for when it comes to somebody that you date is they follow Jesus. They are actively pursuing a relationship with Jesus. They don't just go to church They don't just have good morals. They don't just say they're a Christian. They are following Jesus. And look, we don't date people for their potential. We date people for who they actually are. Sometimes we try to to rationalize and justify, man, I, I know deep down they're a really good person, and if I could just get them to church, and if I could just get them in my friend group and get them away from, from their friends, man, I see so much potential. I think they would be a really great person. You don't date people based upon their potential. You date people based on who they actually are. And you are looking for someone who is actually following Jesus. So what does that look like? I just wanna leave you with, with this verse tonight. This is what Paul says. This is what someone who's really following Jesus, what their life looks like. In Galatians chapter five, he says this, but the fruit of the spirit, evidence that somebody has a relationship with Jesus 
It's love, joy, peace, forbearance. That means patience. It's kindness. It's goodness. It's faithfulness. It's gentleness and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. He says, you want to know if somebody's really following Jesus? Look to see, are they actually kind? Of course they're kind to you. They're trying to date you. Are they kind to their friends? Are they kind to the weird people at school? Are they kind to their siblings? Are, Are they kind and compassionate? Is this somebody who is faithful? Like, are they somebody of integrity? Are they somebody who tells the the truth? Are they honest with with their parents? It says the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Are they able to control themselves or are they always pushing you to go past a boundary that, that you're not comfortable with? You're looking for somebody who embodies the fruit of the Spirit who is actually following Jesus. And look, I, I, I am totally aware that, that what I'm saying tonight, that it sounds super traditional and maybe outdated, that it might sound weird, that, that you might think it sounds stupid. I, I, I know that this is totally different than the way your friends at school approach dating. I know this is different than what you see on social media. It's different than what you see on your favorite TV shows. But if you date, catch the students, if you date the way everybody else dates, you're gonna end up with a relationship just like everyone else has. And everyone else in our culture, celebrities, famous people, the people at your schools, they are in this endless cycle of hookup, breakup, heartbreak. And if you want a different kind of relationship for your life, then you're going to have to date differently than everybody else does. You're going to have to date for the right reason, not casually, but with intentionality. You're gonna have to wait for the, for the right time, not just jumping into any relationship. And you're gonna need to find the right person. Somebody, yes, that you're attracted to, yes, they're funny, yes, you get along with, but most importantly, you line up when it comes to your faith. They're actually following Jesus. I'm gonna pray for us tonight and then Morgan's gonna come up and we're gonna dismiss to our small groups to spend a few more minutes talking through this. God, I thank you, uh, Lord, for, um, for relationships in, in our life. God, how you've designed us and created us uh, for these kind of relationships. Um, and God, I know a topic like this is one um, that all of these students, um, they're, they're, they're living in this. And there's so many different opinions about what is right and wrong. They've got their parents speaking into it, church speaking into it, their friends, social media. Um, God, but I pray, Lord, that dating would not be um, a negative experience in their life, one where they look back and are filled with with regret and hurt. God, but that dating would would truly be a blessing in their life. God, that they would honor you in the way that they date, when they date, who they date. And most importantly, God, I pray that they would seek you first and trust you, God, in this incredibly important area of life. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray, amen.